0: Welcome back to DC Cinematic Minute, the uh, occasional podcast where we decide we want to talk about Wonder Woman, five minutes by five minutes. My name is Mark. You can find me on all social media at Mark Meadows.
1: And my name is Nathan. You can find me on all social media at NoClutchNate.
0: Today we're talking about week number 17 of Wonder Woman, which is also going to be minutes 81 through 85. And the minutes are going to start with Charlie uh, trying to outsnipe the sniper in this church tower. Out
1: snipe a sniper.
0: Yeah, two snipers going. Is it- it's a one v one match, Nate. You gotta.
1: I mean, I saw the movie. I played the video game, not this Wonder Woman. It's the movie Sniper. Uh, Berenger.
0: Is it a sniper video game? Oh, Sniper Elite.
1: Yes, yeah, the Sniper Elite video game. <laughs> okay. Yeah, did you ever play that? <laughs> I have not. But then there's also. A-
0: That's the one with like the X-ray, sniping. Uh, I think so. Cutscenes. Anyways, I don't know. The minutes gonna. The minutes are gonna end with. Um, our wonder heroes celebrating in the town of Veld uh, after their victory. Uh, But there's some other uh, great little bits in here. I I really like the later half of this five minutes, like after we get done with with Veld being um, basically rescued by Wonder Woman. Um, It's kind of like the aftermath of that and before the celebration part, you know, where they're like kind of um, having drinks and stuff like that. I really like the middle part of the of the these five minutes, but
1: um, the bureaucratic dealings, the mission plan. No, 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 the, no, uh, no. The debriefing that not that. No,
0: like literally, like um. the aftermath of Velt, where uh, Samir is talking about, you know, he's he's of the wrong color, so he's you know to to quote CCR, but yeah. he's uh, not the not the fortunate son kind of thing. Um, yeah. I really like that conversation, but let's not skip, uh, let's not skip over it. Uh, let's go ahead and start talking about uh, just the, the, the final bit of this action scene. Mm-hmm. Um, sniper
1: versus Sniper. Yeah, exactly. And not to be confused with the, with the Sniper movie franchise. There's a Sniper that movie franchise? Yes, that was the Behringer films that I was referencing. Oh. But also, Enemy at the Gates, if you've never seen that one, that's a, that's a Sniper movie. Is that People a- know this. This is I'm, this is news to you. That this
0: I is yeah, this is news to me. <laughs> uh, and then uh, I, okay, so first off, I, this five minutes is going to start with uh, the shield part that we. It's kind of like a callback from the beginning of the movie.
1: Shield maneuver. Yeah. Shield
0: maneuver. Uh, obviously, Charlie. He he's. It's too intense for him. He can't make the shot against a sniper. Uh, was that something you expected when you saw this for the first time that Charlie was going to have like this issue?
1: No, to be honest with you, I wasn't expecting the first time me watching this. I remember all of this uh, happening, even the No Man's Land stuff happening quite fast. I didn't clock that it was like climactic in a in a sense. Mm-hmm. It was all just like happening, and I was there watching. And it was like, oh wow, oh wow, and I remember. Particularly, I feel like I did have to ask you about the Charlie character after we watched the movie. Mm-hmm. Um, I feel like I do remember asking you, like, "Hey, did he, did he's like PTSD, right? Like, he can't do that thing." Am I correct in thinking that? And I think you were like, "Yeah, yeah, absolutely, yeah. like he couldn't." I feel like that kind of like went past me just a little bit when I first saw it. Now rewatching it for the, I don't know. I'm gonna be honest with you. This have only, I feel like I've only seen this movie maybe four times in total. Yeah, no, like from that's start to finish. Lot. Yeah, that's not a lot. No, start to finish, maybe even less. To be honest with you. Oh wow, that's weird. Really? Um. Yeah. Really. I I even have it, but I remember I bought it and I uh had I put the digital edition on my computer and never opened the physical Blu-ray. Like never took the little cellophane wrapper off of it mm-hmm. until maybe three years ago. Uh. When did that movie come out? Two thousand seventeen, June second. Okay, so I believe. That's actually th- well, that's that's that math check. What out, I will so. say is that
0: like <laughs> because I owned it on digital, um and I say owned past tense because I don't have my Apple TV anymore, but uh oh, and, that's right and it's on there. But uh You don't have
1: the V Viva via Voodoo? Mm. There you go. I'll have
0: to get it. The only the only DC movie I have on my Voodoo account is Man of Steel. But Hell well down. I will say about digital
1: Wait, hang on, oh. pause. I need to tell you that the only movie that I have that like gets that I have to constantly like take off of my phone whenever I plug in to do the sync on my Apple, like on my MacBooks and stuff like that, is Man of Steel. It's the only one. That's so cool. <laughs> <laughs> I think there was a time where maybe that's when um I guess you and I both were starting to get into, like, the voodoo and, like, the digital version of the movies, and we were mm-hmm. like, oh, we can just put this on our phones, and it was made of Steel.
0: Yeah, that, like, that's what I did uh, the other day, was I just went through all my DVDs, and whatever had an ultraviolet code or a voodoo code, I just went ahead and, like, put it on there, so now I have I've- a good bit of movies on my uh, voodoo account now, this is not an ad by the way anyway have, now <laughs> hang on hang on. on i have a
1: question for you i have a question for you Go now for it. are you in the camp that would then like get everything everything that you have right there which that's very impressive i've seen the tupperware tote of dvds that is in your possession uh, that's a lot of movies mark um all of those do you want to try to catalog into like that shutter box website thing where you can like say like oh I saw this movie in in this year. Oh letterboxed letterbox what did I call it shutterbox? What's that?
0: It's (laughs) for photos instead.
1: Sure. (laughs) Um Um,
0: I don't know. I don't I I I saw this photo at this year. (laughs) I have a letterbox but I don't do anything with it because I don't Oh
1: you have one. Yeah
0: I do because I think it's a great way to to I know a lot of people use it to flex their their cinephile oh, yeah no i was just thinking c- more of Cine- cinephilia database. if you will yeah but um i i think it's a great way to find movies to watch like i look at recommendeds yeah. and what's trending and and then i and then i go oh i want to watch that movie and then i either go watch that movie or i'd end up just not doing that and playing video games instead but I don't catalog it. Yep. I don't, you know, if I do go watch it, I don't go back and tell Letterboxd, like, oh, this is what I think. And then I, I don't yeah. screen cap it to Twitter and be like, oh, this is my, my top ten ranking. Well, that,
1: you don't, I don't, I, I'm not asking that. I really just kind of wanted the, uh, I wanted to see if you, you do a list of, of things. like Because I just started getting into it with albums. They have that Discog. 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 Uh, discog website and it's like mm-hmm. a library thing you can put yours on there, what condition yours is in, you can see others, and they you can get in contact with other record stores and buy albums off of it. It's really cool, so you know I may probably should end up doing that uh,
0: but what I will say about with movies Wonder Woman is you know i I feel like <laughs> I've seen it many 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 times, but in reality, if I were to count, i probably have seen it seven times you know start to finish I, yeah, and I feel like yeah. that's a that's a decent amount of of times watching it over and over again. But I think what it is is because I have it on digital that it's that much more easier to be like, Oh, I'm bored. I want to watch a movie. I want to watch superhero movie. You know, I always got my DC, like, uh, you know, like, Oh, I want to watch. I want to, yeah. So, uh, and that's the same thing with, uh, you know, birds of prey and Aquaman. A lot of times I'll, because I have them on digital, I just go ahead and press play and then I, you know, end up watching it or I have it I playing. I wanting
1: to it. watch Aquaman recently.
0: It's a great movie to just put on. It really is. I, yeah, and that's
1: exactly what I wanted. To, I just wanted to put it on yeah. just to have it just be like I saw someone posted the uh the promotional movie poster, the the water he but recently on Twitter and it started blowing up and he was like, "I don't know if you guys saw this when like the movie came out, but yeah, this is my movie poster. Like, why how is this just now getting traction?" and it's the one with the flare that goes down in the boat and you see all the uh, the trench monsters going underneath the water like you see the boat on top in the water you don't know what I'm talking I know, about
0: no 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 i know with the with the you
1: know what i'm talking about you know the scene they yeah. made a movie poster based off of that scene i didn't know that was there like was a, a poster based on that oh yeah totally it's it was well, very see, it would have been prominent t- it been when it, it was on my radar at least and then now like probably within we were recording this at a certain time but then within the past week of us recording this that poster started making more circulation on the internet and the artist put a post it was like yeah Totally. <laughs> it's my dope. I'm glad you guys like it. <laughs> That's awesome. Everybody was like, is this Aquaman? This is Aquaman. Is this Aquabit? It's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. You don't remember it? <laughs> anyway. Uh, yeah, just like a movie that I wanted to put on. Absolutely. Um, it's all needs it it it. needs to. I, I should, I should, I should have. There's a lot more of this movie, Wonder Woman particularly, that always surprises me. Um, this week being uh, one of those uh, grouping of scenes that really surprises me. Um, And one thing that I noticed uh, this watch through of watching these five minutes, Mm -hmm. uh, yeah, it's war and everything like that. Diana just destroys the sniper tower, chapel church or whatever. yeah, And then she goes and then becomes an antiquities uh, person. Loving loving the loving the old architecture. It's like you remember all those buildings you ran through. That's great. That's funny. I got a little <laughs> chuckle. But she's great. I love her. Um, Charlie, uh, missing the shot. I don't remember it. I remember having to cl- clarify his uh, shell shock. Mm-hmm. I think that's what they called it back in the day. Yeah, uh, exactly. With you. Yep. Um, but all of this, all of this moved very fast for me. I remember. Um, Another one of my favorite parts, again, is the ending of this where they are dancing at the nightly lit Veld Cafe and the giant tank truck is still in the, uh, in still the side in of the there. building and everybody's dancing there. Yeah, I love that. I love so, that, yeah. This is a great grouping of scenes. Um, there's some really cool knoppy parts in here. Yes. Uh, but yeah. Yes, yes, um, yes. Shield maneuver callback as well. Uh, I think it's pretty smart of Steve to be aware of his surroundings. You know,
0: I think uh, the the first time watching this in theaters, I thought I didn't think that Charlie was going to have the the shell shock syndrome, like uh, interrupt him trying to do what he's ordered to do. But I thought instead that the sniper was actually going to uh, hurt him. I don't know if kill or anything like that, but I was concerned about Charlie in some way of being like. Is he not going to be able to get the shot? Is is he going to mess up somehow? And then the sniper's going to be, you know, able to take another life, something like that. Where I was, I I just didn't know, if he, you know.
1: But if you were savvy enough, you'd remember that in the picture, Charlie would have been standing there. They would have had a marksman standing at the end, and you'd be like, "Well, he had to have been alive because uh, they had to get the picture." <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, Got a Sherlock Holmes it. I will say I
0: really like. Uh, I really like the shot of her destroying the church, and you kind of get like this aerial shot. Uh, with the most of Veld, you can see most of the village of Veld. Um, yeah. And then you can see like the cemetery behind the church, and you know you mm-hmm. see this church getting demolished. It's a really nice shot. I really do enjoy this, um, and I like seeing this is Wonder Woman, kind of like on that Man of Steel level where she's not yes. Wonder Woman yet. She's yeah. just... Uh, Where there
1: is destruction all over the place because it's just the power and it's unchecked and it's, I have un- a job to do, let's do it. Yeah,
0: unchecked, for sure. Mm-hmm. Woman of wonder, if you will. That's the the manist. And I don't mean
1: unchecked power in a negative term. It is... Uh, who the hell is in existence to check anybody's power? I mean, all added. she was
0: trying to do was just take out this sniper, and she took out this entire building.
1: Yeah, she. That's what. Yeah, she had a job to do, needed to get done, and she did it within her power, and she used it, and everybody came out and was like, "Oh my gosh, did you see that? Wow, wow, wow!" Owen Wilson. Yeah, and I think uh, there's no
0: there's no questioning of it at all. I think you know once once the church is like demolished. Everyone's just kind of like, oh, yeah, this is awesome. You know, like, we did it. And uh, there is there is none of that Man of Steel questioning, which I think is, is great because they're just so in awe of this of this woman who just came and saved them, which um, brings me to another point. I, I know we have a, a couple of, uh, I guess I want to call them, like, acquaintances or colleagues, other people who do DC analyzation videos and, and stuff like that. Uh, we have one one friend, Omesh Singh. He does a lot of Wonder Woman analysis videos as well about this movie, and uh, he's great because he has a lot of insight and does a lot of research on this stuff. And I think he was saying that this church tower shot, like after it's raised, uh, just the top part is raised. Uh, when you see all these villagers, they come to look at this church tower. It's a lot. It's a lot like in the. Uh, I want to say a history lesson, but there's always a history lesson in these DC movies. The history lesson with the gods is like they're on Mount Olympus and you got like the people looking up at Mount Olympus. It's om- Oh,
1: are you trying to say like false idols right now and she's on top of that? Thing? No, I'm not cool. trying to say false oh. idols. That, I mean, that could be you inferring that, but it's... It, yeah, 100% that is. The <laughs> shot is
0: very similar to uh, the way that the church is raised, how it kind of resembles Mount Olympus and you oh, have okay. you have I get what you mean. Yeah, you have the more the mortals in like the foreground and then you have Mount Olympus and you have a god up there, but just a one god really. Just a one demigod really. Um but yeah, that shot is very similar. Um, I get what you mean. Yeah. So, a great bit of insight from that from Omesh. Thank you for that one. Uh and that and then that's where we uh and that's where we lead into the the photograph the the very famous Wonder Woman photograph that started it all.
1: Yeah. So, um, is there um, an actual timeline? Because we are now recording this with so much time has passed, so all of this information is either given or have already found out. Um, Do we know who is actually in possession of this photograph? I.e., is this a Luther family member that we're seeing, or did he obtain that uh, photograph uh, by means of his own volition
0: he never had the actual photograph, and i th- I'm pretty sure we talked about this in in Donald Justice, but it's been so long that uh since we've done that, we have to remind ourselves, but he never had the actual photograph he had a a, copy. a documentation of it okay, so somewhere someone had documented
1: that photo that photo uh, right. and then she. But we do see the physical photo in the beginning of this movie.
0: Yeah, because Bruce Wayne basically bought his way to finding it. And I think, if I'm correct, is that she is not part of, she is not in the profession of antiquities until after Dawn of Justice. Okay. Because otherwise, she would have found but it. But why was
1: she? Well, why would she have been at the? Uh, Friend, Why would the curator of the, uh, the the Gotham Museum want to talk to her about Alexander's sword and all of these other things? Well, I, I think, think it's one thing still... to be
0: interested in it and the other to actually be working in that field.
1: Okay, yeah, semantics, but still, I think for the purpose of argument, I, I, I think we can infer that she would have been working in antiquities or at least adjacent during Dawn of Justice.
0: Yeah, it's possible. I just think... Uh... I guess inv- in invited other antiquity people to come to come look at it. I, I guess
1: check it out. Hmm? I got a sword. That's that's what the guy said. Check it out. I got a sword. Oh yeah, he said, "Hey, hey so. come over. I got a sword. I want to show yeah, you." Yeah. Anyway, um, well, I was thinking. I didn't know if this was like a Luther family member like type deal kind of thing. And then I got to thinking like, well, who would have been in possession of like a decent camera? at the time. Maybe someone with some sort of money or something of the sort that would have been inherent into a Luther family member. Hey, maybe it could even have been a Wayne style, but you know, they're American.
0: Yeah, I, and I think uh, I think there have been people trying to make that connection. I think a lot of people have, have tried to make the same connection of
1: like, okay, well, Luther is with the age and like the age of this kid and it's like, well, is that kid Luther's dad and Yada yada yada. Grandfather or something like that. Grandfather, like, yeah.
0: You know, and it's it's veld, so it's Belgium. It's not quite Germany, but I don't, I'm not sure what. If, uh, uh, can
1: That's you hear Dutch. me? Dutch, yeah,
0: you, yeah. Oh, okay. I thought I thought I was breaking. I didn't up hear there. the quite. Well, anyway, What matter. I'm trying to say is, uh is because it's in that part of Europe that there's that idea that the Luther family could could come from this part of Europe. Mm-hmm. Um, cause I think Luther is a, a German last name. Uh, sure. I could I be know. wrong. Uh, I don't know anything about, uh, European ancestry. So that's, that's, yeah. that's on- and also,
1: it kind of, it depends on who's writing it and all that such and whatnot and everything like that. I just didn't know if it was... My main question was, has enough time gone gone past where we have a definitive answer of who was in possession of the, the physical photograph that we see? Mm-hmm. Um, and then I was kind of just like going frame by frame here to see if there was any tell of that. Um, just things that I may have missed. Uh, the other thing that is interesting here, but I,
0: I could never find it. I always see it in the behind-the-scenes photos, but I can never pinpoint it is uh where Zack Snyder is in this scene because he is one of these soldiers it is a cameo but I've never uh I've never pinpointed him I've only I've only seen the behind the scenes photo and being like oh yeah that's him uh um, and then whenever I watch this it's like okay well which one is him because I'm pretty sure is he in this scene or is he in the scene with the trench he's he's in this scene where they're taking the photograph, and then Charlie is kind of like, kind of trying to catch his breath, like on that mm-hmm. light pole, and you see more soldiers that look like Zack Snyder, but I don't know if that's him. And uh, it, I remember he has like one of those.
1: it's oh, totally him sitting on the on the brick right there. Let me see here. Yeah, him sitting on the wall. Um that's my guess. Cause I remember in the photograph to the right of Charlie. He has like one of those uh it's got the helmet on. He has
0: like one of those giant repeaters that they use in Star Wars as well that they basically took and were like, Oh yeah, the stormtroopers will use, you know, old World War One and World War Two weapons. And he has the two like, drum ones. He has yeah, he has something similar to that where it's like, Oh wow, he has one of those uh because Zack Snyder really likes Star Wars.
1: And yeah, uh, I'd, I'd, uh I I'd guess he'd be the one sitting on the wall.
0: And uh yeah, so I I've, I've never been Okay, so they say he's the one next to the tank. Oh, well, I'm wrong. Let me see. Yeah, cuz he he has one of those I'm going to send you this photo. I know we're doing it live, but you know, we can uh we can always edit this out. So let me send you this photo. And then we'll we'll try to pinpoint him exactly. If I can just see That's where cool. I
1: never noticed Steve Trevor going back and actually seeing him go into the building to use the phone in the next scene. That's pretty dope.
0: See, yeah, see, I can never find him. I can I can never find him in this. But uh, yeah, so but that that's a cool little fun fact. If you can point pinpoint exactly where he is in the movie, that's awesome. But I've only seen the behind the scenes photo where it says, yeah, it's him. Uh, but he, yeah, he has, uh, and when you, when you look at that gun that he has, it is like, okay, that's, that's what they use.
1: Yeah. It's a shock trooper gun.
0: Yeah. The battle of Hoth, uh, there's like an actual, uh, it's like a DH 17 or something like that in star Wars talk. um,
1: but this brings Star Wars us, stock or Star Wars talk? Uh, Star Wars stock. You got? You got? Are you invested in it? Star Wars? Oh no, I'm. I'm 100 not. Should I switch my Acorn over? Yeah. Uh, just but, toss, <laughs> toss those extra pennies to, to old George Lucas. Maybe he'll get me into the whole uh, big low main,
0: huh? Yeah, the Diet Coke low main uh, market.
1: B- a big big low main and big Diet Coke. We need to <laughs> we need to hit them in their deep pockets.
0: Yeah. I really, I really like this. Uh, this is the part I was talking about, the scene with Samir and Charlie and even uh, Napi.
1: Oh, I like it right before as, as, as Diane is looking at the aftermath and they see every, all these villagers making offerings to Napi, and that is so cool mm-hmm. uh, on, like, the spiritual level. Like, I feel like these three right here that are doing that, they know who he is, right? No, they're just trying to uh no. I mean like I don't I don't care if the whole like giving them chocolate or whatever the hell is the is the stigma, but like I shouldn't have said stigma.
0: <laughs> no, uh, I, what's important about it is that so there's all these um what is the term I'm looking for? Like uh diverting expectations type thing or like real the not everyone is is who they want to be, right? So when Samir is saying like, I didn't want to be a soldier; I wanted to be an actor. Charlie, you know, isn't you know he's he says he's a great sniper, but he he can't shoot because he's got you know this shell shock syndrome. With Napi, he says that he's a smuggler. You know, he he works for trade and and stuff like that. But here he is, he's just rescued this village. So they're kind of indebted to him, right? You would
1: yeah, think? he's not asking for anything in return he like doesn't, Han Solo would? He doesn't. Yeah, yeah,
0: exactly. It's exactly like Han Solo where it's like, yeah, I'm doing this for profit. What's in it for me kind of thing. And then when all is said and done, he's like, no, it's okay. I don't. I don't need anything. Just, you know, yeah. very humble and modest and everything like that. And just being like an actual hero who doesn't want anything in return, like, that is what's also important because when she sees Sammy, you're talking about not being w- wanting to be a soldier and saying Napi not wanting to be a smuggler, like all these people are are wanting to be better than who they claim to be. So it's it's that that I really like about Napi. Um,
1: but yeah, that's when we get to the. I still, I still, honestly, I really. It's hard for me to not see him as the demigod Napi, and like, I'm always diverting to just like that image of him, and I don't know, like that scream, like oh, these people know who he is. That's that's awesome. That's really cool, or at least like have an idea. But but what you said makes more <laughs> it makes sense more contextually within what the scene we are watching. I'm just uh. Hey, just bring Noppy reaching. back. <laughs> I'm reaching. Yeah, bring
0: let, Noppy let back. Let me see let me see more Noppy. We know Where he's a Demi god. Here. Just bring bring back, bring more of him back, please. Mm-hmm. Uh and and Samir as well. Like there's a lot of these characters that I was hoping we'd see more of, but as time goes on, I feel like some of these characters are getting forgotten, especially like um Lucy Davis. Uh that at a candy. Candy. of Candy, like we uh want to see more of that character. And uh, you know it's been it's been a while since uh, Wonder Woman 1984 got delayed, and you know it's like over time we need that we need that movie to come back and remind us like all these great things about the, the Wonder Woman movie that came out in 2017. Uh, but this this part is is really great here where they're you know locating the city of Veldt on the map. I really like that. I love seeing this map for some reason. Like I enjoy looking at it. And when she finds Veld on the map, I I feel like a sense of like uh, achievement myself, being like, oh yeah, like there it is on the map. It's so cool finding places on on maps. I think I just like maps a lot. Um, do, you, do you own a map? Uh, I don't own one on me
1: right now. But you don't keep keep a map in the car. No, but my. You da- know what I really like when they does. do map. That's nice. I like, uh, I like when they have, like, long sticks and, like, little figurines on, like, uh, war room map- maps and stuff. That's always fun. Hell, even in Star Wars, when they have, like, the hologram, like, of the ships that come by in real time and stuff like that. Man, that's some cool map or cartography. Let's just get into cartography, huh? Yeah. I think Remember the awesome. whole map scene in the beginning of uh, uh, Lawrence? Yeah, absolutely. They're painting maps. Like that's their job they're 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 in the they're the map guys that's incredible
0: I think it's amazing, right that's so cool.
1: Even, look at all the different colors in here,
0: and then when they gotta do like topography you
1: like, know what's yeah that's even hard that stuff gets me like elevation um, e- elevation, yeah dude <laughs> and <laughs> I remember the first time like realizing the difference in like a regular map and in school like saying like oh, this is an elevation map, and you had to see like the sea level version of it and everything and living in Florida, we had no concept of what that was everything was taught to us like well everything you have to reverse it everything's below sea level like (laughs) you gotta you gotta know this uh, flooding and all this stuff um that's cool what's another good uh map thing well sometimes i just sometimes i'm just on google maps like just looking around
0: and instead of like doing directions like just typing in the two addresses and letting the the algorithm do it sometimes i'll just like find the two places and i'll kind of just like scan through the map and see the different routes and stuff because when my father had an atlas i would just look through it you know while we're driving and stuff like that i was like yeah i could use my phone but i just want to look at it this way i want to like yeah do the puzzle on my own kind of thing right so, I really enjoy doing that and, and I guess that's why I don't own any physical maps because I just be using Google Maps all the time. I'd be and using Google Maps. I'd be using I'd be using the maps,
1: bro. Um and uh, Hang on, hang on, hang on. The one thing, the one map that I that honestly got me more into the uh the entirety of it and just like the franchise was the map of Middle-earth. And honestly, all the Tolkienized map mapping and everything like that of the Hobbit, and just in, in when you had to flip through the Lord of the Rings pages, and like I had the map open as I was reading Two Towers because I needed to know where everybody was at, you mm-hmm. know. And yeah. it's that that book in general like tells you like that this is fellowship yeah you get started you get your footing and everything but you really only go into like three or four places like i mean there's so many different things happening in middle earth during the two towers where you have to have that map out and it helped and i that, that was one of the main reasons why i just fell in love with like lord of the rings fantasy and all that stuff
0: yeah absolutely i think um
1: maps help maps help
0: maps really do help especially when you're building your your world you know and Lord of the Rings, I think, is the number one, like, oh, th- th- this map helps define this kind of, like, fandom that you have, like,
1: when you start. I mean, start- it's a journey, the entire thing is, is just a trek, you gotta go.
0: Yeah, so you're, like, following along. The other one is uh, when I started reading A Song of Ice and Fire, and then, you know, there's always the map in the yeah. beginning of the books. Another
1: fantasy, yeah, yeah. like, with fantasy genre, you kind of, like, have to have... It's just so cool to put yourself in the position of everybody where they were like on a journey mm. whatever the the narration is and they are using a map and they yeah. do have to have these main points like mountains and oh this is the big river.
0: And I think with with uh, Game of Thrones like a lot of times those maps I think they're updated a little bit for when, you know, each new book comes out and, you know, a house has fallen or uh, a different trail has appeared. Because I think they document, like, this is the king's road. This is the trail that this person took. And, you know, when you hear that Arya went to, like, the
1: the oh, house. okay. Of... Hmm? Continue. I'm listening.
0: Oh, okay. When Arya goes to, like, the house of white and black, it's like, okay, well, she went to the salt the or whatever. I can't think of all the, the names, but uh, she goes to, like, Davos or whatever. I can't remember bravos or whatever ah
1: bravos bravos yeah
0: anyways was a davos was a man davos was the onion knight anyways so yeah maps really help uh i'm trying to think of one more good map uh the witcher the witcher does the same thing don't
1: know anything about the witcher map never played the video game and i'm kind of ashamed at myself that i never did i watched my roommate play the witcher 3 here and there but uh I think it helps with
0: the show because the show is, you know, once you get past the time jumping, then you start to look at, okay, well, where did this army come from and where are they now? And then you kind of start looking at the map and especially with Yennefer, you're like, okay, well, she starts here, but then she's all the way over here now. And you kind of start looking at how she's jumping around the the place so i'm not too familiar with the witcher but i do know that i was looking looking at the map as i was watching uh as i was watching the show and being like okay where is everything at because i'm kind of lost oh. here
1: okay i kind of was see i didn't even think about that problem because i was thinking that all the Geralt stuff were tales of Geralt and Jexir, like told in the past tense so i kind of so like when like the time thing happened at the end where everything like met up i was like oh yeah like, I just thought they were separate stories. Was I not supposed to know that? Was, was this a thing? Um, uh, but I think one of our friends also told us that they were doing these separate storylines of The Witcher, like, way before. It was, like, a compilation of The Witcher books. And I was like, oh, okay, so it's just, like, short stories. So I think going into it, I was thinking that it was just random stories uh, dealing with Geralt of Riviere. hmm Anyway. Maps are great. Cartography is yeah. awesome. There's a whole halo level about it. I mean, come on. <laughs> um
0: what what I will say about this scene with, you know, they um they say that Ludendorff is at German High Command. Mhm. And uh they there's a gala that's going to be there that the Edda Candy says is going to be like their last hurrah before they sign the armistice and all that. And so Steve Trevor's like, okay, well, you know, we'll just inf- infiltrate it, we'll get Ludendorff, bing, bang, boom, we're done here. War's over. I know we're signing the armistice, but we might as well nab this guy. So, uh, Ares is overhearing this
1: somehow. Uh, Somehow you think you'd have to get like the big old uh what is that called phonogram font Phon- sonogram you know with the big thing that the old people in cartoons put in their ears to yeah, hear things, like that one different... dwarf in the hobbit yes
0: but what i what i'm phonogram. <laughs> what i'm thinking is like he's he's asking them to respect his wishes to not go to that gala I don't know if this is reverse psychology, if he actually wants them to go or if he doesn't want them to go. This is like because of the whole Palpatine thing,
1: I want I honestly think it is a um if if I'm thinking about uh it actually being Ares personified, which it is, then he is pushing Steve to pull on that thread to continue to divert him away and keep wonder woman occupied you know it's all really about like let's get let's get wonder woman i need to get you as far away from me as as i can and i'm going to put you in the belly of the beast so hopefully the both of you don't come out of this i'm trying to do away with you so he uh, by, he by playing your game so he does want them to go to the gala, or does he not? One hundred percent. Okay. So, like in, in your mind, I guess it would be reverse psychology, but I think it's it's not just like that cut and dry. Just like uh oh, reverse psychology, uh, Freund. No, it's it's not really like that. It's, <laughs> I don't think it's, it's it's uh yeah. It's more so of just like we are we are playing this game of man, which mm-hmm. is war, and uh, I'm going to play by your rules and I'm going to send you as far away as I can and put you in the most dangerous spots that I can to get you away, to keep you occupied, because, whoa, you just brought the frickin'... I don't know what Diana would be akin to in chess. Maybe a bishop. Diana? Yeah. A queen. What else? She's got I was thinking, well, she's got all the mobility in the world. Yeah, I was thinking yeah, okay, yes, I was thinking the queen. So, like, yeah, send her away. Yeah, that's kind of right in my front of my face. Yeah, so send the queen away. Um, you know, and try to just like do away with them by playing man's game. And that's all that Ares is doing. I'm pretty sure, I'm pretty certain that Ares is already like his plan is going forward no matter what. It's just like the loose thread of Diana that he has to do away with. Just get out of here. I'm doing my thing. This is already happening. This is years in the making. We are at the end here. Uh, what I will say... You can't say, just show up unannounced.
0: What I will say is I think this is a genuine moment of Ares because, uh, again, Ares is... Uh, he doesn't make people do this. This is all on them. He just kind of like motivates them, right? Um with 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 the power of truth because he is a uh, whether literally or figuratively he is the god of truth, not the god of war. Um I think this is a moment where he genuinely does not want them to interfere because he does want the war to keep going. Now you
1: say he's the god of truth, but he's if if he were the god of truth, it would really be the truth of man, because he would he's he's showing the the true side of man, uh, not the true side of the gods. You know, they wouldn't deal with this petty stuff, right? Well, no, but what I'm trying to say is that,
0: and, and to bring back the whole Palpatine thing that I was I was trying to go on about is like there were moments in Star Wars as well where there were moments where Palpatine was really like. Hey, don't do that. And I mean it because, in my ulterior motives, I really don't want you to do that. And I think that's like similar to when Amadala goes back to Naboo. And, uh, you know, there were some other things in episode one where he was like, oh, please yeah. don't do that. I really yeah. don't, I really don't want you to, to do Naboo that. Going back to Naboo is
1: the main one. That's yeah. like, that was the thing that, and I think that was in late in the story where it was. A surprise. Like that wasn't supposed to happen. Yeah. And, exactly. And yeah. Yeah. Exactly.
0: So I think this is definitely one of those things where he's like, I need Ludendorff to succeed in disrupting the armistice. Like I need it to keep going. Uh, because I know if Wonder Woman goes there to kill Ludendorff, it will happen. And uh, you know, then that's that stifles my plans. So and I think this is why Ares shows up. At the end of the film, because he's like, Okay, well now I really gotta deal with you because you're messing up me me war. What are you doing? So uh <laughs> I think that's where we're at on that one.
1: Um, uh, but that's that's uh So wait, wait, so like at the end by by you mean of, of uh spoilers. Give you enough time. Killing Ludendorff? Mm-hmm. And that's messing up the... You don't think Ares would have plotted? Like, he's just like, yeah, whatever. We can do away with him if we want. I'm the real head honcho. I'm real El Jefe Grande or whatever.
0: Well, see, like, he already knows... He's he's found her, right? Like, all this time, he knows that's Diana. He's been looking for... I, I guess he's been looking for Diana. And he knows that's Diana. And he's like, okay, well... Why now? And he's like, well... Now I'm going to reveal myself because you've ended my war, and uh, now all that's left for me is to destroy you Hmm. because uh, now I gotta start from scratch. Now I gotta come up with a second war, okay?
1: (laughs) You know, I gotta come (laughs) up with part two. Are you kidding?
0: I gotta make a jeez, I gotta stay in Germany for this. That's what I want to see in 1984. I want to see some conversation about <laughs> there having to be a second war.
1: Uh, Aries comes back. You know how many years I spent in Germany? I mean, come on, really? I had to get this guy to write a whole book. <laughs> <laughs> but anyways. Oh, my gosh. The publishing process was a nightmare. Oh, vey. <laughs> This is Aries. This is Aries. Yeah,
0: new new Aries. <laughs> Aries two point New Aries. <laughs> new Aries. N U.
1: <laughs> oh my god, that is so funny.
0: <laughs> but uh, yeah. So here we're at the <laughs> celebration of Veld. Uh, you mentioned the tank in the in the wall. Still, I I do love this. I I think this is a beautiful set. Um, just opening shot with like everyone like like the the lights this cafe bar
1: mm-hmm. uh, Steve Trevor's turtleneck
0: great oh i love it like there's so much about this that i love this whole scene is beautiful it's going to cut it,
1: it, like, yeah it's it's one of the most amazingly lit like scenes of a destroyed village that you could ever ask for i mean honestly i want to be there mm-hmm. and sit and i want to listen to this music and i want to drink a beer and i want to drink a coffee in this little cafe and
0: and it's cold,
1: like I think that's Cafe du. Uh, and it's cold, though I thought you said. And it's called t- Ellipses uh, Cafe Duvet. I thought you were leading me up to the cafe. I don't no, know no, no, that, no,
0: no. Uh, but it, it's it's cold. It is it is uh, chilly, if you will. No, I think it's just straight up cold. But I love uh, it. Yeah, it's beautiful. They be looking good, like with their outfits. I do like it.
1: Wardrobe is just on point everywhere. At every corner, of this of the scene it's it's an incredible set it really is um and what is um there's obviously a big conversation that i don't know how to talk about or where to even start about the uh the scenes of the celebration after a conflict um I don't even know where I'm going with this. Just kind of like making it apparent that this is what th- this is one of those. It checks the box. It's right there. We got it. Uh, I don't know if they're necessarily needed or what they do uh, to the audience morality. Uh, that kind of thing. I think this morale. Is one of those, I guess
0: uh, you know, similar to the uh, to the holiday Cinco-, Cinco de Mayo, where it's just like you have this group of villagers, really who were able to fight off like an actual military might, you know, whether it's uh, the French or the Germans it, I, it, in, in the case of, of, of Veld being like, this is just a, a small village. There's no army. None of them were fighting. They were just occupied by Germans. And here comes a, a f- hero, a few, yeah. A few heroes, who are able to defeat the Germans? So the, the the celebration is that they are unoccupied anymore. Yes, there's destruction everywhere. Yes, the church was 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 you know got a little haircut off the top, but like
1: mm-hmm. ears lowered.
0: Yeah, okay. you, you <laughs> but, got your but oh, they're here. Their mm-hmm. their their town is is secure. They can they can rebuild. I
1: they, got it. Yeah, for a church, you got your buttresses lowered.
0: <laughs> yeah, there you go. <laughs> Uh,
1: okay. We we got the joke. I think
0: that's that's where this kind of subtle celebration is, that they're alive, that n- there's no one there's no Germans here to tell them that there's a curfew or anything like that. Or the uh what is the other thing that that military personnel do? They like live in your homes and shit like that. Well, yeah. Yes. <laughs> they're like, All right, uh is there a bed for me? I'm I'm just gonna take yours. It's like, all right, asshole, get the fuck out of here.
1: Yeah man, uh whoever made the rules big big old big old idiots. <sighs> uh
0: so I I think it's it's nice. I I really do like this. And I've always loved the way that this village uh was decorated with like the uh the posters on the wall, like all the fading and and like the set designers and the painters they I do an absolutely great job. This is like uh I would love to go visit a place like this.
1: Yeah, right. It just makes you want to travel, man. Mm-hmm. I watch more PBS of like the travel channels and stuff like that, and just I, God, God damn it, for living in this time and living in this country, we can't leave this damn country. But I want to go to, Europe.
0: <laughs> could I go to Europe. Could not agree. Could not agree. Go to
1: Europe. Man. Absolutely. Unfortunately, hey, maybe uh, that you want to go happen. to Europe with me? Absolutely, but yeah. we got to get out of here first, and we we we, we can't. Uh, do we just move? We can't. We can't leave. We live in America. We are not allowed. No one is able. We can't go anywhere else. You're making this sound like dystopian. I'm, I'm dating. What? The yeah, year is 2020, right. Mark. I, I it know. is a dystopian year. I know. We're it in is, it. We
0: <laughs> I'm telling people, I've been telling people already that we're already in the cyberpunk dystopia. It's just we haven't realized it yet. Just because there's no... Uh, nobody's got a hard drive built into their skull yet, but we're already in it. The mega corporations. Yeah, I guess there's no
1: like, well, never mind. I was gonna say, I guess there's no like ammo caches just sitting in the street. But hey, a couple months ago, there was <laughs> police putting bricks on the corners. <laughs> Jesus yeah. Christ.
0: Yeah, there was a. Yeah, I see what you're saying. I'm picking it's up what dystopia. you're out. It's dystopian.
1: It's dystopian. It's dystopia, We're in it you know? already. It's it's hard. We're to in leave. it. This is this is we can't. We're in it. We can just watch movies and look at pictures and say, "Dang, I wish I would have went there."
0: Yeah, uh, we'll see what happens in the next four years, right? But uh, hey. let, let's go ahead and wrap up for here for now, and then we'll come back for week number 18. Uh, Nate, any closing thoughts before we before we sign off?
1: Yeah, how good are you with uh you see at the very end when Samir runs away and he does his any he, any he, with the with the beer on the on the tray? How good are you with a uh, tray 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 maneuvers? Pretty good. Yeah, you had you've had the practice. I have not really. Uh I really just did pizzas, so that <laughs> whole thing is like very uh
0: it's, foreign, to you, the balance yeah, it's foreign
1: and it's very it's very intriguing it's like hold the yeah the balance thing i obviously and then like you actually have to know and become second nature which one to grab first and the weight distribution is already has to be in your head that's yeah
0: fun. it's a physics thing it's a because the the weight is spread out on the dish mm-hmm. that sometimes you can just be like yeah it's, i can move my hand however i want because i know where the weight distribution is But then you always have the one person who's like, I'm just going to take the drink off your tray for you. And it's like, please don't do that. No, 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 no. I was not accounting for that. And then it tips over and then you're like, oh, well, I fucked up. Or you made me screw up, I should say. But like, don't do that. I got to do it. Because then I know. I know how it's supposed to. I know where the weight distribution is. Please don't touch Uh, the drinks. This is
1: my job. Yeah. But no. Oh, boy. Anyway but yeah Um, yeah closing thoughts that was pretty much it
0: cool All right. well let's uh, let's wrap up here for now if you enjoyed everything you heard uh, and you like hearing our voices again you can find us on all social media at DCEU Minutes mostly Twitter hit us up there Uh, let us know uh, what you liked about this week's episode if you're if you're watching along with us let us know what you think uh, about these five minutes and uh, if you guys want to hear any of your favorite uh, other DC podcasters or anything like that you want to hear them on the show Let them know that our doors are always open. Our guest spots are always here. If you want a guest on the show, um, just hit us up. We're just two dudes doing a podcast like everyone else during this Mm -hmm. pandemic. So Mm -hmm. doors are always open. Uh, Seats never taken. And uh, yeah, we'll catch you guys next week for Wonder Woman a Minute.